lately I've been journeying with the idea of self-responsibility, my role in honoring myself through my choices, being clear on what I am available for and walking away from people, things, places that don't respect my time, energy, or me as a person. This week's content is about ways in which people are choosing to honor themselves on the daily. Let's talk about it. This is So I Came Across This Post. The podcast that takes you on a journey through the captivating world of internet content. It's your digital haven of exploration and reflection. This is So I Came Across This Post. And this is your host, Charlie. Blessings, blessings, blessings. Hello, friends. Welcome to or welcome back to So I Came Across This Post, the podcast where we allow snippets of online content to inspire us into whole thing pieces. I'm your host, Charlie, the self-proclaimed ambassador of shamelessly embracing and living your truth. And I am so excited to be here today. How are you all doing? I pray that you all are well. I pray that you are feeling good. No matter what state you might be in at this moment, I am sending you a hug and letting you know I am thinking of you. So I'm really excited today. Not only am I recording this episode, but I had this bright idea yesterday that after recording this episode, I should have me a pizza party. (laughs) So... I'm pretty excited and it's like it's been raining for the last couple of days here in New York City and the sun came out today and the energy just felt very celebratory and I just love that I love that I have this plan to have this pizza party and it's like a whole vision I'm super excited for it and it's like sunny out so and the day went by quick for me as far as work went. So it's just been a good, good, high vibing type energy today. And so I feel fucking good. (laughs) And I pray that you are feeling good, that you are well. So yeah. Anywho. So before we jump into this week's content, I do want to thank you all. First of all, I want to thank anybody who has subscribed, who has checked out an episode of the podcast, who have shared the podcast with their community, with their family, with their friends. I appreciate you all so much. Please continue to listen in, subscribe to the channel, hit the like button, leave ratings. Everything you do when you interact with the podcast allows us to let more people know we exist. And If you listen before, you already know, I feel like more people need to know that we exist. So there's that. And so I really do appreciate your support with that. And I just appreciate you just coming through and hanging out. And for those who may not be aware, if you are listening on the audio, please know that this podcast is also available on YouTube and vice versa, right? If you're listening on YouTube, please, are you watching on YouTube? Hey, and please know that we are also available on um, your favorite podcasting platform. So go and check us out. If you do not find us on your favorite podcasting platform, please let me know so that I can get us up there because I'm trying to be where you at. Also, we cite our inspiration, so please know that anything I talk about during this episode, any links or individuals or anything of that sort will be available 
on the website. So I came across this post.com under the label episodes. You can find all our show notes there for every single episode. And part of the show notes is the links to the individuals who created the content in which we are inspired by, as well as any additional information that I might mention or I believe that you may want. So we cite out inspiration around here. Be blessed. <laughs> Okay, so now we are ready for the main energy. The main energy. Let's go. This week we have three pieces of content, all coming from Instagram, all inspirational in nature. Uh, this season of my life has really been giving. I am committed to me. Okay. And it's been a season of considering new ways of honoring my truest self. And what's been so interesting is that a lot of my community around me has also been in that same type of energy. So I feel it's really collective in nature of our evolution and just where we are all like expanding into the energy of it anyway. And so the first two pieces of content come from a carousel on Instagram. So they're from the same individual who basically put this compilation of posts together that really, I guess in a way, it has a theme to it. And then the last one, I really feel like can be a container for the other two. Like literally, it can hold the other two inside of it. And it's just, in my opinion, it's all just absolutely beautiful and something to meditate on, something to consider, and it's just, it's just beautiful, I think. So, let's start. Okay, so this first post was posted by, please charge it to my head and not my heart, <laughs> if I mispronounce this, but it's from the username Adji, and as I mentioned a second ago or a couple of seconds ago, it is uh, it was a post that was a carousel. So there was 10 posts on it and there were several that I really resonated with. But two of them really stuck out to me and I felt like I really I had something to say about it. And I also just wanted more people to hear it. And so though it comes from the carousel, uh, the speaker of this content is the humble poet. I have had the pleasure of reading one of the humble poets books. And I really just appreciate the wisdom and the sharing of the experience of life. And just, I don't know, I really just, I really have been in a season of appreciating humanity and appreciate and just humans at a whole other level, just like knowing how important it is that we are all here for a purpose and whatever we get to share with the world is our message to share with the world and plays a major part in our expansion, our growth, our evolution as a collective. So with that being said, <laughs> let's get into this post from the humble poet. Um, yeah, let's go expect to you you to be respectful of my time or to be disrespectful to me as a person but what i can do is establish a boundary saying that if anybody is not respectful of my time or is not respectful of my space or doesn't want to make me feel safe then i'm going to exit that situation that was a whole word what the humble poet said here 
is really something I truly resonate with. I am truly in the business of moving out the way, truly in the season of like I come first, then the rest of the world. Like I will honor what my needs are. I will take care of myself. I will be committed to myself. I will be responsible for myself. And in that, right, like I'm not going to be distracted and caught up with what everybody else got going on and me trying to control or tell people how they should be or how they should behave or how they need to treat me. It's not my business. I'm not in that business no more. And so when I heard this message, I felt like a lot of times I have experiences and I feel like they just are right. Like they're more energetic than anything. And sometimes I don't always have what I feel like is clear words to express what I want to say. And so when the humble poets post came up and I heard it, I was like, yes, exactly that. Exactly that. I will move. I will move out the way. So I remember I started being more of an observer, you know, watching how people moved and then deciding if that was something I would be into. Um, No more long drawn out conversations telling people that what is happening doesn't feel good or expecting them to change or waiting for them to change or waiting for them to be gentler with me or kinder to me or understand me. No more accepting mediocrity and dense energy around me, calling myself being nice, calling myself being understanding, calling myself letting people just be, you know? <laughs> That's why that was like my favorite thing. No judgment, they're just being and feeling like I had to accept their way of being or feeling like I had to stay around for what just didn't feel good for me. I eventually realized that accepting people and situations for who and what they are does not mean I have to stay around and engage with it. Uh, It doesn't mean I have to agree with it. And I mean, in actuality, I don't even think an agreement is necessary because it just is, right? Like, it doesn't need my approval to exist, to be. And so I can accept it and be with what is in the moment and then decide for myself what I would like to experience next, right? Like I was saying earlier, it's not a matter anymore of like, I get to be in this moment and I get to say, you know what? I'm I'm observing what's going on. I'm not really feeling it. So in this moment, I'm going to walk away. In this moment, I'm going to leave. In this moment, I'm going to end this phone call. In this moment, you know, and deciding in the moment how to react or respond to the situation, not react, but how to respond to the situation. Um, and create the next experience that I want to choose. I don't need to get caught up in a situation that I'm not enjoying and just complain that I'm not enjoying it or be in my head about the fact that I'm not enjoying it when I can just make a new choice that gets me out of the situation and gets me in a different space. The humble poet talked about the reality is that we can't control people. We can't tell people who to be. We can't tell them how to behave. And I feel like that's one thing I learned on my journey and I had to accept in order to cultivate more peace, more joy, more flow, more ease. Is accepting that I can't tell people what to do or who to be. We can't control another person. They get to do what they do and we get to respond and vice versa. And so in my belief, we all have these little worlds, right? Through our perspectives, we get to create them through our beliefs, we create them through our values, we create them 
and we experience life through it, right? We we create these lenses and these worlds, I call them, and that's the way we tend to see life. That's the way we perceive what's happening in the world. And in these many worlds, or even we can call them units, we can decide what is allowed or not in our world or our experience. We can create an energetic and physical boundaries. So the humble poet talks about how that he can't expect anything from anybody, right? He can't expect you to respect him as a person. He can't do all that. However, what he can do, though, is establish a boundary. And what that boundary might look like for him is that if you don't respect me as a person, if you don't respect my time, if you don't respect my energy, then I'm an exit stage of right, right? Like, I'm going to be responsible for myself. I'm going to be responsible for the experience I'm allowing in my world. And I'm an exit stage left. I feel like I have a very similar way of living. I call these, I, 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 I often say that I have rules for my life. And I think now I would call it intentions because they do change. They do shift. It depends on what my needs are. But basically, I have rules in my world. I have intentions I set with spirit and myself where I say what I am and am not available for. And I, And my life is mirrored back to me in that way. So I remember like growing up and even like into my probably my early 30s, I don't think so, maybe my late 20s, I used to get catcalled like all the time, right? Like, and sometimes I think it's like, uh, this is a little rude, but okay, whatever. But I noticed when I started like setting the intention that I'm not available for that, when I started setting the intention about how I want to be viewed or how I want to be treated or how I want to be spoken to, when I set that intention, my world changed, right? I don't get catcalled. And if I do, they're few and far in between, right? And so I feel like I can set these intentions and the universe will respond to them through frequency. And so I truly do believe that it is possible for us to set boundaries and to decide for ourselves what is acceptable and what is not acceptable in our world something very similar happens like when my mom is up to her old shenanigans when she's on one she can never remember my phone number like when I don't speak to my when there, when there was season where I wouldn't speak to my mom for weeks I knew she was up to something and then when I get back in contact where I'll be like what you been up to and she would tell me, and I would just be like, oh, I haven't heard from you. She was like, yeah, I couldn't remember your number. Because I'm not available for that aspect of her, right? And that's probably a conversation for a whole other day. But because I'm not available for that aspect for, of her, because I've made it known to spirit, because I've made it known energetically, that is a boundary for me. And, and the universe responds, right? For whatever reason, anytime she's on one, she cannot remember my phone number. I've had my number for over probably 12 years now. And she knows my number by heart. She has it written in her book. But for whatever reason, my mom cannot remember my phone number when she's on one. And I love that for me. And when I realized it, I would always laugh and tell my sister, I'm like, girl, like you need to you need to play with this. Like it is fun. But like she just can't get in contact with me when she's on one. And I love that for both of us. <laughs> but that's the thing about boundaries, right? Like it it doesn't always have to be loud. They don't always have to be communicated. They can be something that you just say between spirit and you that you're just like, I'm not available for that. 
So when the humble poet talks about creating boundaries and around your time, your energy, even your sense of self, right? That's very much what I feel like I have playing in the background of my life. There's always intentions. There's always energetic boundaries that's taking place because I constantly set different intentions about what I'm available for. I can do it by literally speaking it to spirit or just the way I treat myself. Now, I call them rules, right? But they can also be considered programming for the frequency I am open to, right? It's like, I'm open to receive this. I'm open to receive this. I'm open to receive this. A lot of things I'm not open to is because I already experienced it. And I'm just like, I'm good. And I know that no two experiences are alike. But if I know it ain't that fun, it ain't that cool, and in the long run, it's shit, I ain't got, what I need to experience that again for? No, thank you, you know? So this message, I felt like, was a reminder to not get frustrated when people don't act how you wish they did, right? Or to practice not expecting people to be how you are or be a certain way. Let people do them. Don't fight it. Don't fight their way of being. Simply because it is... don't fight their way of being just because it's inconveniencing you, you know, like let's, let's be real why a lot of times we really are like trying to get people to, to change directions is because it's really about how it makes us feel right. Like I'll just say it. I'll just say it. most of the time. And like, yeah, granted, you may also be like, well, it's for their best interest. Mm, okay. And I'm only going to say, okay, because how do you know? How do you know? How do you know? That's what I'm saying, okay. But regardless, to the family out there, to the friends around, uh, I just want to encourage you to please stop begging. Stop begging people and situations to change so that you can stick around. I get it. I've done it too. Where it's like, listen, I just want to love you. Why can't you act right? Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> like, let these people go. Let the situations go. Know that there is more coming in. There is more aligned things coming in. Let those people go. Let those situations go. Go where the love is. Go where the respect is. Go where flow is, okay? Go where gentleness is being served. I feel like even with this post from the humble poet, I think about the ways in which we can honor ourselves, right? And that one of those ways is being clear on what you are and are not available for and being okay with walking away from spaces and people and situations that don't value you, right? Like don't don't treat you with love. Don't treat you with kindness. Don't appreciate your beingness spaces and places that act like you're replaceable and yeah I get it we're all everything is temporary we all gonna come and go and woo woo but that doesn't mean that while we're experiencing something that we can be treated as if we're disposable why why and why allow that for ourselves and so I really want to encourage my family out there my friends out there to stop begging. Stop holding on to things that are, are in the season ready to be released. Stop begging and pleading and asking for things to change. 
I pray that you go to spaces that reflect the vibration you are emitting or that you wanting to stabilize more in your own experience and want to receive more of and want to just share more of. Let people get themselves together. They are not your problem. You are responsible for you. Other people, even though we have to be in relations with them, because I am a true believer that we we do need each other. You may not need a specific person, but I do believe that as human beings, as social creatures, we do need other people. We do need other people. Like I'm definitely not a lone wolf type energy anymore. And I believe that we need people. And with that, I still want to say, it's important that you don't get caught up and entangled with that, even that idea that you need people. That does not mean that you need to beg and plead a specific person to stick around, to be kinder, to be gentler when it's just not healthy for you and it's not nourishing you. And though you can't control people and you, and what they do and how they move, you do get to decide how you will care and honor you. You are responsible for you. You are responsible for what you allow around you. You are responsible for knowing when enough is enough. You are responsible for walking away when it is time to walk away. And knowing when it is time to walk away. That is up to you. Show up and choose you. And that can look like saying no to things that don't respect you or your time. Blocking phone numbers. That every time you hear from them, there's some anxiety or there's always some BS or there's always some drama. Stop being so accessible is what I'm hearing. (laughs) Stop being so accessible. You could be loving, kind, loving, light and still have boundaries. You could be loving, kind, understanding and non-judgmental, and still say, I'm not with the fuck shit. It's a no that changes like this and what I'm talking about too for some people can be hard right especially if you have a a tendency or history of people pleasing right where you just like to avoid conflict and you just rather everything be neutral and calm and you will do whatever it takes for everybody to be good and happy and good with you I know something like this can feel and sound very radical but I do want to encourage you If you're like, well, that sounds hard or that might be uncomfortable. I do want to encourage you to know that like this is a skill you can build. Even if it's hard at first, know that you can build the muscle for it and and it become easier with time. You know, we become less attached to things and people and therefore the pain, the sadness, discomfort from disconnections endings and shifts of relationships become more bearable. I think a lot of times that, you know, it hurts so much or we are unable to let things go is because we are attached to it. We are attached to what it means for us. We are attached to the stories that we've created around a relationship, especially if it's relationships that's romantic and that we might have expected it to go for the rest of our lives. That can be pretty scary, you know, or even a job when you leave your job, you know, that you are dependent on in some ways and you're not sure what's going to happen next. you don't you're not sure what's what you're walking into by walking away. It can be pretty scary and that's real. But at the same time. Reality is all of this is unknown, even your relationship with that person, even the job, 
And if you expect them to be committed to you, you may end up very disappointed because when they are ready to walk away, most people will. Most things will. Regardless of how you feel about it, even when you're sad or you're like, I can't believe this is happening to me. Oh, it is. None of us is immune from life and the experiences of life. And part of life is change and the unexpected. We can't control everything. And I know this is a bit of a tangent, but I, 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 wanted, I feel like I wanted to say that to say this. Let go. Let go. Learn to let go. When people aren't respecting you, when situations don't seem to respect you, when you're not being treated like a human being who deserves respect and love, let go. Let go of the stories. Let go of the ideas of how things could be or how they should be. And accept the reality for what it is and let go. Be okay with walking away. You can't control people. You can't control circumstances. And if you get in a situation or you have an experience that just doesn't feel aligned for you, be okay with walking away. Let that shit go. And so I was really inspired by this video. I felt connected to it because it is really something I truly believe in. And I feel like over this past year, I really gotten stronger in my ability to let go and to be at peace with what is and to know that it does not matter how hard I try in my relationships that doesn't mean that they are meant for a lifetime and all I can do is the best I can do and do my part and accept what is after that so whether it's family it's friends it's a job it's an opportunity it's a neighbor it's a my where I decide to live, where I decide to work, regardless of what it is. If I get there and I decide or I feel like this isn't the place or the space for me, I get to choose what is next for me. I get to choose whether to stay or go. I get to choose how I want to shift. I can't control everybody else, but I can say for myself what I will and will not do and let the chips fall where they may. And so I really want to encourage you all to honor yourself. Honor yourself. Honor yourself by deciding that what you are and are not available for and being unapologetic in that. Knowing that there is nothing wrong. It's not good. It's not bad for you to decide that this just isn't for me. And it doesn't even have to be a judgment on the person or the situation. It's just not for you. That's it. That does not mean it's not for the other person. That does not mean that the person is wrong. You know, a lot of times too, and I feel like I read this somewhere too, where people were like, you know, just because someone didn't work out, like you didn't work out with someone, doesn't mean that they're toxic. Just because a relationship or a situation didn't work out, with you don't always mean a negative thing. It doesn't always mean that the person is bad or person is this, this person is that. Sometimes it simply is like, oh, you're just not for me. And that's cool. That's cool. Like we don't we don't need to take on projects. Let's go. Next thing. And so that's just what it is. So with that, 
boundaries, 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 okay? And allow your choices to reflect how much you love you. How much you love you. So our next post is another post from the carousel from AG. <laughs> from AG. And this one is from I'm and Simone. Uh, so let's listen in. I don't know who needs to hear this, but become okay with being the villain and someone else's story, even if you weren't. Never forget that people will turn you into whatever it is that they need you to be so that their internal narrative can make sense to them. So stop trying to control the narrative and let people say whatever it is that they want to say about you because some people will make you the bad guy so that they can feel better about how they treated you. The sooner you become okay with that, the more at peace you will be because at the end of the day, the truth about you will always remain the truth about you. Okay. The truth about you will always remain the truth about you. Let's be with that. Let's be with that for a second. The truth about you will always remain the truth about you. Mm. Listen, at the end of the day, I believe that we all tell ourselves stories to make ourselves feel better. <laughs> like, I. Listen, in my world, everything is just content, right? It's subjective. It's one of many possibilities or angles of a situation or circumstance. I think when you know yourself, when you are grounded in your truth, people's feelings or projections towards you don't land like they may want them to. And so when I talk about the fact that I think that we all tell ourselves stories to feel better, that is something I just truly believe. I feel like at the end of the day, none of us know with absolute certainty what a circumstance actually means or how it impacts or what's the long-term effect, right? None of us truly know anything. I, I, I don't know. Like, that's why for me, it's like, I I truly believe that everything happens for a reason, right? Like, that's just something I believe in. And for a long time, I'm hesitant to say it because I don't want, I my intentions are never to downplay somebody's experience or to act as if your experience is not as important and impactful as you are feeling it is. And at the same time, I do believe that nothing is wasted. I do believe that every situation, every circumstance, even like the dense and dark ones I have experienced, I believe that they had a purpose, that they all played a part in me being where I am and me becoming the woman I am and me expressing the way I am. And so therefore, like it clearly has a purpose, even if it sucks at first to experience it, right? So. I don't know. That's just like something I truly believe in. It's just the fact that we all tell ourselves stories to feel better. And that's kind of like what mindset work is, right? And it's also what it means to program yourself and to uh, reprogram yourself and to deprogram yourself. Like all these things is dealing with like storytelling and beliefs that you have and beliefs that you hold on to and stories you hold on to. And say, uh, And so I say all that to say like, People narratives of you or their stories that they go about telling or the stories they tell themselves are just stories. 
You know, I think about the fact that like something can happen in this moment. So say, for instance, right now I'm like recording this video and I already have, right, I, I write down, you know, some thoughts that already came to me while I first watched the video and things I want to say. Now, I can cut off this camera and an hour can pass and I will get a whole new perspective of what was shared. It happens to me all the time. <laughs> like, I had to learn to be at peace with, like, knowing that my truth is my truth in the moment and that what I'm sharing and what I'm saying is being said in that moment, but that doesn't make it complete, right? I do believe that what we experience can unfold in its purpose, unfold in its its story, unfold in its impact over time, right? It doesn't, everything doesn't have to unfold right here, right now. It could be years later where something that happened yesterday can sh can be shown as an impact in what's happening a year from now. So in my world, I just feel like nothing is, a, I don't, I guess like a part of me just feel like nothing is really a big deal. And it's even including people's stories and perspectives of me. It's not a big deal to me. And I, I say this from a place of privilege, right? Like in the sense that like, I really just have developed this mental immunity to just be like, huh, okay. Because I've had so many painful moments that now I'm at the place where I'm just like, first of all, I realized that those moments, what people said to me or how they said things to me, even if they hurted me or disappointed me, it didn't change who I was. It didn't change how, it didn't change anything really about me except our relationship, right? It changed how I probably started presenting. It probably changed the way I expressed, but it never changed the core of who I was. It doesn't change the truth of who I am. It doesn't change the purpose of why I'm here on earth. And so for me, it's just like, all right, what's the big deal? You got an opinion, I got an opinion. Doesn't make it facts or true, it just is. And that's okay. And so I know that was a little bit of a tangent, <laughs> but that's what just came up. That's not even in my notes. That's what just came up right now. And so I just wanted to share that. But going back to the video, I feel like we should hear it again. Let's do that. <laughs> no one needs to hear this, but become okay with being the villain and someone else's story, even if you weren't. Never forget that people will turn you into whatever it is that they need you to be so that their internal narrative can make sense to them. So stop trying to control the narrative and let people say whatever it is that they want to say about you because some people will make you the bad guy so that they can feel better about how they treated you. The sooner you become okay with that, the more at peace you will be because at the end of the day, the truth about you will always remain the truth about you. Listen, I'm in Simone. Say that. Say that. Okay. So thinking about this video. So I used to hang out with this individual um, and she often was a victim in her circumstances. There were often problems, issues, and from her lens, right, from her perspective, it was other people who were the ones moving funny. 
everyone was just doing and feeling ways towards her, right? That was her perspective of what was happening. And I started to realize a pattern. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I do think a lot of things are funny. I'm a Gemini rising, so I probably laugh a lot at life and at things. It just is what it is. It's also how I keep my joy. Anywho, so I started to realize a pattern and a part of the pattern was people often becoming the villain in her story. So when I decided to cut ties, I accepted that part of her response to my decision would include her telling her version of our ending and me likely being the villain. Now, my cutting ties with her was simply because spirit told me to. And I understood why, you know, I understood from my, from my little human perspective self, I understood, I understood some of the ways, some of the reasons why. And so I, listen, when spirit let, tell me to let people go, that is one thing I've done since I can remember is I, I will let you go. No, and or if about, it. I won't even quite let's go because they ain't never straight me wrong. Anywho. So when I decided to cut ties, I already had this idea that there is very high probability that I'm going to be the villain in her story and that our mutual friends or people who don't yet know me will hear this story. And I came to peace with it. And I feel like I do this anytime I decide to shift my role in a relationship because I understand that in some people's pain, shame, guilt, confusion, hurt, they grab that straws. They are just they are just trying to find a way to make sense of it all. And they try to find something to blame you for. They try to find a reason that doesn't center them in their story as the rejected one or the imperfect one. Um the one that one person decided not to be friends with anymore like it's like the idea of someone not wanting to be friends anymore somehow changes the truth about them, right? And that they're trying to protect it and save it and I guess keep themselves together in a way. Yesterday, I was trying to sit with that idea, sit with the energy of what it's like to have a relationship end, right? What it's like for someone to end things with you and maybe they tell you why, maybe they don't. But like, how do you just accept and be with it without feeling like you are less than or feeling like you were wrong? How do you just accept that your life is different because now this person isn't a part of it anymore? And just be okay with that. And I can see why sometimes it is difficult for people. And I think I mentioned earlier about like, not being attached to people, right? Being connected, but not attached. And it's just like not attaching our sense of self, not attaching our identity to people, circumstances, and things. You know, if I think I'm such a great friend and then all of a sudden a friend decides they don't want to be my friend, right? That might change my sense of self. And so that may, you know, that I can see why, you know, it affects people in such a deep way. I know I've been in relationships that ended not because I necessarily wanted it to, but because it was best for the person. And eventually I realized it was best for me too. Um, and a lot of times, you know, it hurt so much because of like my attachment to our relationship and what that relationship meant for me or what it meant to my life or what it meant 
from people outside looking in. It had very little to do with me actually wanting the person around and more to do with the story I had told myself about the person or about our relationship or about our connection. And so it's quite interesting what can happen and what we could create when we are so caught up in the narratives of our minds, right? So caught up in the stories we tell ourselves, so caught up in this idea of what's happening and how it has to happen. I feel like I'm in Simone really hit it on, hit a nail on her head when she was like, that's their own internal thing going on, right? Like that's theirs. That's their internal story. That's their narrative. That's what they're telling themselves, in my opinion, to feel good. That ain't got nothing about do with you. So don't get caught up in that. That's what I'm hearing, right? Like, don't get caught up in that. That ain't got nothing to do with you. That's their own processing. That's their own way of doing it. But like I was saying, right, I was definitely in a relationship or a situation where I knew that the person had that propensity to make people out to be the villain once they ended their relationship. And so when our relationship was ending, I expected the same. I didn't expect anything different, whether you talk about me or not. What I didn't know, what I did tell myself and I did remind myself was like, you know who you are. You know you didn't do anything wrong. You know you wasn't rude. You wasn't disrespectful. You didn't make it a big deal. Like you, you did what you felt was best for you to do under the circumstances. And as long as you did that, that's that, right? How everybody else feel about it is, is on them. That's their thing to, 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 to process and deal with. Um, that's not for me. And so... Yeah, when I read when I heard this video, it reminded me of so many circumstances, several circumstances that I've had where, you know, I I did accept that like for some people stories, I would just be the villain in it and I was also at peace with it. And I was probably at peace with it too, right? Because I tell myself narratives and the narrative I was telling myself is that you ain't do nothing wrong. And you got every right to feel how you feel and you got every right to choose what you're choosing. So that's that on that, right? So I also tell myself stories and myself narratives to make me feel better about these choices that I'm making. So there was also this other incident where my sister ended up like not coming to a graduation of mine. And for me, like my sister has this tendency of telling people, of not telling people no, right? Like she just I'm going to just say it. She has people-pleasing tendencies. I've said it to her, too. She has people-pleasing tendencies, right? And I think, and clearly, a lot of that comes from our upbringing and the role she plays in our family. So it's definitely understandable. I get it. Um, I don't think at the time I got it, but, like, I get it now. Anywho, she has this tendency to, of not telling people no, right? And waiting till the last minute for them to figure it out themselves, right? Instead of just being like, nah, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to do it. I can't make it. that my sister will just like leave you like talking about it, talking to you every day, like no big deal. And won't mention to you that she's not doing whatever it is you probably expecting her to do. Right. So when it came to my graduate, now I already noticed about her, right? Like I have already peeped it. I noticed about her is a habit. Right. So when it came to my graduation, she didn't tell me directly. She's not coming to my graduation. I forgot what she actually did. I know she sent me like some barbecue sauce for the chicken because I was having a party. So she sent like some sauce for the situation, but the sauce didn't. I don't think the sauce made it by the by the graduation day or party. And I think it like broke on away, whatever it was. That's what she ended up doing. She did end up sending some sauce. 
but because of the fact that she never told me directly that she wasn't coming, I felt some sort of way. And I knew I knew I was over her. I knew that I was taking a break. I was good off it. You know, people did. My friends showed up. My other sister showed up. So it was all it, it was going to be what it was going to be. But I had decided that, like, I'm good off her. Like, this is the thing about me is that I know most people don't trust. I'm a type of person. I trust you until I don't. I don't know why. That's just how I am. Like, I will trust you until I don't. And so when you show me, it's one thing for you to be like that with other people. Um, And even when people are like that with other people, I do expect them to do the same to me. However, I thought I was giving her the benefit of the doubt because I was like, you know what? We have a relationship. And I feel like I feel like if you you can be comfortable enough to tell me that you ain't going to make it. Let me be disappointed. Let me be sad. Let me be whatever. But at least you telling me, right? So I felt like, I guess I had expect not I guess, I had expectations of her. I had expectations that she wouldn't do me like she do other people. However, right? That's not what happened. So she ended up not coming. So I ended up like distancing myself. I was good off for her. Because for me, it's like, it's one thing to do it to other people. But when you do it to me, when I believe it's not warranted or something else and the trust is gone like that's it there ain't nothing we can do like uh uh-uh I I ain't playing that game right like I feel like I give enough to my relationships to establish trust to establish their ability people ability to talk to me establish people ability to feel safe and comfortable and so when That ain't happening. I mean, I don't know what else to do. But what I'm not going to do is be tiptoeing around my relationships. What I don't want to be doing is being in relations with people that I don't trust. And so, yeah. that I mean, I mean, that was a different version of me. But those were still ways in how I showed up. I was very much like, I get that's how you usually move. But I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt because of our connection, because of how cool, how our relationship is, that if you're not coming, you would tell me. So that happened. And so when I spoke to her, now we didn't speak for years after that, right? Because, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we didn't talk for a couple of years after that. And so when we did get back in contact and I spoke to her, she mentioned to me. So apparently she was mad apparently she was mad okay so apparently she had a reason to be mad so for her (laughs) she was mad apparently because I said that she was like mom bruh when she said that to me y'all should have saw my face because my I was like I know you fucking lying I know you fucking lying because like what So I'm graduating from law school. I've been away for several years, not just for law school, but also for the military. No one visited me in the military. No one visited me in Cali. And I asked for y'all to come one time and you couldn't even give me, you couldn't even tell me no. (laughs) You couldn't even tell me no. You couldn't even say just no. And yeah, I saw the signs, but like you still couldn't tell me no. like. So when she mentions this whole thing, like, oh, you said I'm just like mom. Now, my thoughts is like, 
if you think you don't have tendencies like our mother, oh, you're really living in a different world because you are clearly in denial. You are in denial. This is the thing. Just because you have tendencies like someone doesn't mean it expressed the same way. Just because you have similar energy doesn't mean it expressed the same way. For me, I'm so much like my mom. Like I'm so much like her. But the difference is we just express the energy different. That's all it is. But nonetheless, we express very similar energy. It just looks different. And so my sister being offended that I said she's like, mom, the very fact that she was mad at me for saying that is just like my mother. Under the circumstances, oh, that's mom 2.0. So for me, like, that was a prime example of you being just like your mother. I really just couldn't believe that she had the nerve <laughs> to be mad. Like, and granted, right, she can feel whatever she wants to feel. By all means, do you, boo. But, like, to hear somebody, right, because I didn't know what the narrative was. I didn't really care because in my world, you try, in my world, like, you didn't show up for me. And not only didn't you show up for me, you didn't even have a conversation with me about it. Like, you couldn't even... You couldn't even have a talk with me about it. So for me, it's like, I don't give a F what you telling people. I don't rock with you. I don't F with you. And that's that, right? Like, we were already on rocky grounds because I didn't really like her like that as a person. So that just that just solidified it. Like, oh, I was trying to, like, work on our relationship. But since we being, just FYI, y'all, I did not grow up with my, my sister, uh, we didn't start living together until I was like 10. So it's a whole it's a whole story back there. But the whole point that I'm getting at is like we were working on our relationship. And now I know that, oh, what I thought of you is still you. All right, cool. Boom. Let me move out your way. And so like that was a situation where I was just like, all right. I feel like that was like the beginning of me accepting that like you could love someone and not like them and that you can also just not like your family and that there is there is nothing wrong because at the end of the day, like everybody's human. Everybody's human. So I don't have to like all y'all. Y'all don't have to like me. And just because we got a similar blood running through our veins have nothing to do with nothing. I probably still don't like you. And that's okay. That's okay. And so, like, that was the beginning of me learning that, like, you can, it's okay not to like your family. Like, it's absolutely okay. Like, if you don't like them as a person, you don't like them as a person. But anywho, I just really couldn't believe that she had the nerve to be mad. The energy was giving bullshit. Like, what? What? But but it also goes back to what I believe is just a reality that even when people do something that hurts you, they can be unable to take accountability sometimes. And then they will go on to say how you have done them wrong. They can't sit in the discomfort of them being human. And in their human experience, another human rejecting them or another human sees them as vulnerable and imperfect. They can't put down their mask. People witnessing you in your human capacity does not have to take away from the truth that you are always enough. Even when you mess up, even when you feel embarrassed about a choice you made, even when someone calls you out and you feel embarrassed, it doesn't take away the fact and the truth that you are enough. 
even still, you're still whole, you're still complete. All is well, babe. Like, but I feel like, you know, a lot of us, and I, I feel like a part of it plays into how we're raised, how we're grown up, right? Nature, nurture, all those things. But I really, when it came to that situation with my sister, I feel like I really started to learn a lesson um, about life and about people and about myself and myself in relation to others. And I feel like this post from Aman Simone is really like, yes. Yes. Let people have their stories. Let them keep their narratives. Let them make you out to be the villain. Let them tell the world how bad of a person you are. Because you know what, too? As they're telling this story, people are listening. And people are paying attention. And people are noticing the truth of who they are. The truth of how they're expressing. Very rarely can anybody say that someone I don't talk to, I've talked about. Why? Because I don't. I don't think just because my relationship with you end that it changes how much I love you or how much I respected you. And I also know that whatever narrative I say about you is so incomplete. Because one thing I have noticed, and I mean, I guess I could say it even my sister's situation, right? Is that you never know what's going on with the other person, right? As much as I'm like, oh, she didn't show up for me and um, she didn't just have a talk with me, right? And I'm thinking, I'm just not rocking with her, right? I don't went my separate way. And then I come back and find out she had a whole attitude. I didn't even know she had attitude, you know? And then there's situations where, like, I would talk to my other sister and I would re- and we would realize that we are both trying to make each other comfortable, we're trying to do things to make each other comfortable. And really what it is is causing more friction, right? And so it's like, that's another thing is that you don't always know what's going on with the other person. And I feel like that's why, too, i rather not, like, talk too much about, like, a situation because I feel like it doesn't really matter. And usually it doesn't matter because There's so much more to the situation than I even know, right? Like, there's so many moving parts. There's so much happening even in the background spiritually that I don't even know about. And so as much as I might be over here saying that this is what's happening on this plane and this level, there's so much more I don't know. And so, like, who cares? In my world, it's like, who cares? We're not talking and that's it. It doesn't matter what got us there. I can still talk about the great memories we had, what I learned through you, but that's it, right? Like, what else matters? What else matters? Well, why would I talk about what already happened? And I know it's incomplete and that I know that it's just my perspective of it. And I might feel different next week about it because I'll have new information or my awareness would have expanded. You know, there's just so much. And it's like, I don't know. That's a whole other thing. But, whew, yeah, that's a whole other thing. Yeah, I feel like with that video, I really do want to encourage us to continue to develop the ability to not give power to other people's opinion of us to be able to hear someone's point of view of us and know that we are still worthy right know that we are still enough know that we are still whole to know that people can have opinions of us and it doesn't change that 
we are perfectly imperfect, right? Or it doesn't change the, the true essence of who we are, the true essence of our purpose. The fact that we are souls, you know, like we are souls here having a human experience. And so people's opinions of us doesn't change that. It doesn't change that we have purpose. It doesn't change our purpose. Yeah, maybe it changes our purpose in their life, our relationship with them. But in the bigger picture, it doesn't really change anything. So experiencing situations like the one with my sister and even the one with the friend um, and just having moments like that throughout my life, it helped me to build the muscle to accept and be at peace with the idea that I will be the villain in some people's stories. And with time, it helped me to develop and commit to the practice of radical self-acceptance. I've gotten to a place in my journey where I'm at peace with life. I am at peace with being human. I am at peace with what is. I became a little indifferent to people's opinions about me. Because I realized that it really doesn't change the truth of who I am or who I say I am. Even if I mess up, I'm okay with that. I've learned to laugh at myself. I learned to accept my human experience. I've learned to accept my human nature. I learned to be free in my beingness. I've built the skill of acceptance and it is a continued practice. Because I feel like the reality of it all is when you have a secure sense of self, what people say about you or to you, don't shake your foundation. Because who you say you are, you're so grounded in that. You know, but when we're living from a place of a fragile ego or undeveloped sense of self, right, where we haven't been intentional in developing who we truly are and it's just a mask of who the world has told us we are, when things happen, when people say things, it's much easier to become aggressive and it's much easier to become defensive because you don't even believe it. You aren't sure of who you are. And so when somebody attacks that, it throws you off. But if you are secure in who you are, if you know who you are, when people say things about you, it ain't moving you. You might consider it like, oh, maybe. But it ain't going to get you so activated to the point that you, you got to attack in order to save yourself. There's nothing to save. You are already, your truth is your truth. They can't take that away from you, babe. No words they say. No prayer to God is going to change that. And if it does, let me know. (laughs) This post reminded me of the fact that, like, the practice of acceptance, the practice of Developing a secure sense of self will really help you to be at peace with being the villain in other people's story. And so I wanted to share some things I learned about being a villain in other people's stories. And I hope that it can encourage you, inspire something in you, or that you it awakens something in you, or 
whatever that you can share with us you know what have you learned about what have you learned from your experience of being a villain in other people's stories what have you learned in your experience of rejection right what have you learned in your experience of relationships that end and that turn a little messy you know or you know what have you learned through your relationships with others let us know share with us leave it in the comments or come on over to our ig page at now charlie that's charlie with two eyes and share your story so here are some things i learned about being the villain in other people's stories the first thing <laughs> people tell themselves stories to feel better i know i talked about that earlier and i believe it wholeheartedly that we all tell ourselves stories to feel better so please know it is more about them than it is about you now it's like i know that it can suck to have people thinking that you're a bad person or untrustworthy friend but i will say this always be authentically you keep showing up in your truth People will see your character for themselves and those who won't observe for themselves, just be thankful. You don't necessarily want people around who are always just yes men or people who like don't have an independent opinion, right? Like they just decide you're this bad person because this person said you're this bad person. That's not somebody you probably want around you anyway. So I say be grateful. I have definitely been that friend where like my friend don't rock with you. It's not that I won't like you, but I also won't, I won't talk to you. If my friends don't talk to you, I won't talk to you. Or if you did my friend Shady, I probably won't talk to you. But I wouldn't talk about you either, right? Like, I don't really care that much. Like, I'm not going to mention you. I'm not going to talk about you. I'm just not going to give it any energy. So one thing I believe that also keeps me at peace is knowing that people know my heart. So believing that what's meant for me can't be canceled by another human being so just because someone is feeling negative or dense energy about me or towards me they can't stop my party right like in my world they can't stop my purpose like nothing you do will take away from what god has for me as long as i am being obedient right as long as i'm being love filled as long as i'm being kind as long as i am walking in alignment with spirit i'm not worried about what you think about me or what you think about what I did that ain't that's not my business and so I pray that one thing I will say is that trusting that your character and who you are and who you say you are and how you show up will precede you right it will go before you it will open doors before you so don't so don't worry about people not knowing you and hearing stories about you and them believing them Know that your reputation, in essence, precedes that. God don't play about you like that. Trust that the truth of you will always prevail. And even if it seems it isn't, trust God is cleaning house. Nothing that is meant for you is going to be taken away from you. No people, no places, no things, no opportunities. Trust the unfolding of it. Because maybe in the first season or the season you meet a person, maybe they're not your people. And maybe three seasons from now, y'all link back up and then y'all exactly where you know it's a whole vibe trust the unfolding of things let things be what they're gonna be and trust that nothing is being kept away from you god loves you and god don't play about you that's just what it is he ain't playing about you and no no other human being can cancel you yeah ridiculous goodbye
another thing I learned is that if they can do it to or about someone else, they will do it to you. Don't think you're special. <laughs> Don't think that your relationship somehow um, changes things or they might move different. They might, right? But I wouldn't expect it, right? I would just let people do what they do and trust that they're going to do what they do, okay? If they have a habit of it, it's chances that it's just going to be what it is. So, and I feel like that was my situation with my sis. I knew that she had the capacity to people please and that looked like not being honest or straightforward about what she really planned to do or what she was willing to do. And though I hope she wouldn't do it to me, she did, right? And <laughs> I came to peace with it. And our relationship dynamics is a reflection of of that. You know, who we are today and how we are with one another is a reflection of like who she's shown me she has the propensity to be, who she's shown me to be. And I don't expect her to be anything other than who she showed me she is. So, you know, I think that there's something beautiful about acceptance, right? <laughs> like, literally, like, there's something beautiful just about acceptance because it just creates flow. It creates ease. It just helps you be more joyful because when you don't have expectations of people, when you're not expecting them to act a certain way or be a certain way, then, you know, it's the chance of you being disappointed are very low, you know? And when we're disappointed, a lot of times, you know, we create friction because we are resisting a little bit of what is depending on what narrative we're telling ourselves. And so, I don't know. I feel like accepting who she is and expecting her to be who she is has really allowed me to, our relationship to be what it is, you know? It, but it, it, it does create a lot of peace. I will say that. It does create a lot of peace when you just allow people to be who they are, right? And you can decide whether or not you're going to stick around with it. That's up to you. Uh, the other thing I will say that I learned is to accept what is, okay? You will drain your energy trying to convince people that you aren't who they say you are. Okay, you're trying to convince people that, oh, my God, I know you say I'm this person, but I'm not that. That's not true about me. It's like they have already decided for themselves who you are, babe. Just it's OK. It's OK. And it's OK for them, for you to feel like they are wrong. It's all of it is OK. It all can exist. Um, the best thing you can do is let people talk. You know, like a, a mind Simone said, like. Let them talk. Let them have their narrative. You don't need to fight it. You don't need to argue with it. You don't need to defend yourself against it. Don't give energy to nonsense, okay? Energy flow where attention goes. Don't give that your attention. You don't need to defend yourself. You don't need to fight for yourself. You are already it. Whatever that it is, whatever your truth is, it already is real. It already exists. Your truth is your truth. Whatever they're doing, whatever they're saying, that's their business. Let them let them drive themselves crazy with their narratives. Okay? And that energy is what keep and honestly, like when we give our energy to something, our that energy that we give to things is what's keeping it alive, is what's feeding it, is what's keeping it activated. And 
So you want to pull your energy back from anything that you don't really want to be a part of, whether that's relationships, that's jobs, that's situations, that's ideas, that's circumstances. Pull your energy away from it if you don't want to be a part of it, if you don't want to activate it, if you don't want to have nothing to do with it. Pull your energy, pull your attention, pull your pull it from it, cut it loose. So the goal there is just not to feed stuff that you don't want to continue to be lively, to be active. I know for me, when things come to my mind, I send love to to it, right? Like if it's something about a person or something even about myself and it doesn't, it doesn't align with like kindness and love and I just send love to it. I send love to myself and or them and I let it go. You know, I speak kindness over it. I speak love over it and then I let it go. So I I try not to engage with mind chatter that just doesn't serve me because we know that our thoughts will affect our mood. And so if you're thinking all these negative thoughts, you might become, start feeling anxious. You might start feeling sad. You might start feeling uh, disconnected. You, you know, you can, you can really activate some, some feelings and some emotions when you are engaging in mind chatter. That just ain't probably ain't productive and also ain't kind and also ain't really supporting you and nourishing you in the way that you probably actually desire to be nourished right now. So, you know, in those moments where we practicing what we would, I wish I would have said, I should have said this. I could have said that. Ah, ah, ah. No, no rehearsals, baby. No more rehearsals. We ain't rehearsing no more. And don't get me wrong. Sometimes rehearsing is just fun, just to be fun, just to like see what kind of thoughts you have in your mind. Cool, cool, cool. But if you're doing that on a regular and you're noticing that it's impacting or affecting your energy, affecting your mood, really, I really will like, I really do want to encourage you to not feed the mind chatter, to not engage with it because it really does influence your, your mood. And so we don't want to be giving attention to things we don't want to give attention to, right? We don't want it to grow. We don't want it to be enhanced. Let's not give too much attention to it. Yeah, and anytime you notice yourself feeding a thought or feeding an idea or engaging in mind chatter that just doesn't serve or support you, stop. That's it. Just stop. When you notice it, stop. And do that as many times as you need to because when you continue to do that, that is a practice. You begin to cultivate and and train yourself to not do that, right? Maybe you'll train yourself to do something instead, to say, affirmation instead or to to rub your hand instead whatever it is you can create a new habit as opposed to the mind chatter and the getting caught up in narratives inside your head about things that may or may not matter right or things that already happened right it happened already babe like let's move on yeah so do do that as many times as you need to and eventually it'll stop coming up and when it does come up it'll be to remind you about how far you've come what am I fucking give? Okay. So yeah, the other thing I will say that I learned is you are always you. Okay. You are always you. Aman Simone said the truth about you is still the truth. You are always you. One thing I learned is that cultivate insecurity and kindness within myself was such an important gift. It's such an important gift. When we are confident in who we are, 
we don't feel the need to defend our sense of self. You won't feel as attacked when people are saying things to you that you know aren't true. When people are being unkind, you won't take it personal. I remember like when I was young and insecure, my insecurity will present as defensiveness and arrogance. Like it was such like, girl, like girl, girl. Uh, and I remember realizing that that was like a false confidence. But now that I truly believe what I think of myself, which isn't much, honestly, right? Like, besides that I'm having a human experience, I have a role in a collective plan, uh, I work on behalf of Source, and my experience gets to be fun, that's just my truth. So even when I feel insecure about something, I don't take it seriously. I don't think it's a big deal. I don't. I just feel like it's a part of the human experience. It's no big deal. It's just some more data, more information for me to collect and work with and process. And that's it. But it doesn't change anything else about me. It doesn't change that I have purpose here. It doesn't change that I work for source. It doesn't change that I'm here to serve. Okay? It doesn't change that I am a soul having a human experience. Me being insecure, me feeling uncomfortable in a moment, me not feeling confident about something. And that's just one thing out of a billion things or one part of a bigger story. Like, okay, and? You know, like, it's such a beautiful thing where you just, well, you grow in love with yourself. There's something beautiful about growing in love with yourself. There's something beautiful about radical self-acceptance. There's something beautiful about accepting what is. There's something beautiful about enjoying your human experience and being okay in your human nature. It's just something so beautiful and comforting. At least I found it that way. And I found that by being, by developing confidence and by having a secure sense of self, that when people say things to me or when people do things for me, towards me, or try to do things that, to bother me, it doesn't hit the way it used to when I was younger, right? They don't get the same reaction that they would as 20-year-old Charlie, like, or 19 or any of those, like, you're not going to get, you. the chance of you getting the same response is so unlikely. It's because I know who I am. I'm secure in who I am. I'm comfortable in who I say I am. And so what other people think of me, that's on them. Okay. And I feel the same way about what I think of people. It's like, who cares? You know, like clearly I would be mindful of what I say because I don't want to be unkind. But other than that, it's like, don't fucking listen to me. <laughs> like I'm quick to tell people like, I just talk about a small part, a small part of your beingness. It, it's so small. Like, please, 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 don't take it too serious. Please, 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 please. please. Okay. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So when I experience things like uh, insecurity, and I think even if I was to feel jealousy, I, I wouldn't really care. Like. I don't think it's a big deal. I think it's part of the human experience and we all get to experience it. We all as humans have the potential to feel insecure, to feel scared, to feel overwhelmed, to freeze, right? Like, and so I am constantly reminded that I am not alone in my experiences. And so the experience I have doesn't dictate 
that I'm worthy or dictate that I have purpose or dictate that I'm enough. It has nothing to do with nothing. Yeah, and I'm not immune from the possibilities and experiences of being human. The experience that we all have to go through, we all have to experience in order to most likely awaken to our souls, awaken and remember our essence, to come back home to self and to show up in that truth of who we are at our core. To share the message we are here to share on this earth, whatever that may be. So, yeah, part of that means that shit's going to happen that I, that don't always feel good. Where people will have thoughts of me that I wish I didn't hear out loud. But it doesn't change who I am. It doesn't change it at all. So I realized on this journey and I realized through, you know, the inner work that I have engaged with over the years. And I swear, like every day, every I probably every moment, it just feels like life gets more and more expansive. I learn more and more or remember more and more about how to let go, about how to not get so caught up in this world and in all the stories I tell myself or the stories people tell. Um, and when I know the truth and when I realize the truth of myself and I became confident in that, I realized that nothing anyone says can take away from that, take away from my truth or belittle me because I understand my role. I understand my place in all of this. I know who I say and what I say I am. And I know that I don't know the big, big, big and everything. But what I do believe and I do know is that I am one with the universe. I come from source and I believe we all come from source. So at its core, I believe that that's just what it is. We all come from the same place. We all have the same process. We are alive and we're going to die. It like, and so knowing and understanding my role in all of this and my place in all of this, I know who I say and what I say I am. And I stand in that with conviction. Even if no one else agrees or believes it, I'm still me. The truth of me is still the truth. And their agreeance or disagreeance or belief doesn't change that for me. So I say that to say, know who you are. Develop a healthy sense of self. Remember to be humble. Laugh as much as you can. Have fun. Each of us will express differently, but developing a secure sense of self will help you not fold or get off balance when someone stops holding you in high regards. You are going to fall off pedestals. People are going to love you one day and dislike you another day. I pray that you find peace with that. I pray that in those experiences that you love on yourself just that much more. I pray that you don't fold. I pray that you understand that you are a gift. You are a miracle. You are a blessing. And you won't always be everybody cups of tea in every season of their life. And that doesn't change that you still have a purpose. It doesn't change that you're enough. May you remember and know that people's opinion of who you are don't have to matter. 
that's up to you. You get to decide how much weight and how much value you give to it. People don't know your journey, your purpose, where you've been or where you're heading. So them saying you're good or bad is an incomplete and subjective thing since they really don't know much. And what's good for someone else might not be good for you. So just because people have an opinion of what you should be doing, how you should be moving, and when you don't do that, they judge you based on it. Know that that might not be your ministry. That might not be your story. That is not for you to hold on to. You do not have to live by other people's standards of what it means to be human and what it means to be you. You will never please everyone with your decisions. So don't try. People's feelings about you can be fleeting and conditional. In one moment, people will be nice and friendly with you. And in the next, they will speak negatively about you. We all play many roles in this life. And the roles can change throughout relationships or seasons of our lives. So I invite you to add some looseness in life and don't allow people's expectations of you to imprison you in patterns you no longer want to be engaged with. Be okay with being the villain because it's likely not at all about you. Be grounded in your sense of self and keep being and doing you. People's opinions of you do not change your worth. It does not change your purpose, and it does not change the essence of your soul. May we all stay grounded in the truth of our souls. Okay, so speaking of people's opinions not changing our truth, this third piece of content is a reel from Instagram. It was posted on who is Prakasaka. Charge it to my head, not my heart. <laughs> Who is Prakasaka? And it is a real and an excerpt from Sister Carol. So the page is, I think it's Sister Carol's official. But either way, Sister Carol is the actual speaker. And that's who content we will be focusing on. Trying to look outside ourselves for everything. And once we start going inside, that's when the, all the answers come because the inner you is the real you. So when you go inside yourself, check out inside yourself and deal with inside yourself. It's self-love, self-respect, self-esteem, a personal relationship with the Almighty. Whoever you pray to, whatever denomination, believing in yourself, looking at everyone as yourself. Don't look down on people and don't think anyone is better than you. They're just as equal as you are. You know, because we're all souls that's on this journey called life doing what we're supposed to do. Listen, that was a delicious, okay? And when I first heard it, it was delicious. And every time I hear it, it's delicious. It, like, speaks to my soul. It soothes my soul. Because I'm like, yes, yes. It can all be so simple, baby. Mm. But you'd rather make it hard. Okay. <laughs> That's what I heard. But anywho, I feel like, so Sister Carol came with a word. And um, I ended up writing out the words because I felt like they were just so incredibly important. She said, we are trained to look outside ourselves for everything. 
we are trained to look outside ourselves for everything. Now, for those who may already know me, y'all know that I talk about conditioning all the time. I feel like we're all just conditioned, okay? And so when she say we are trained to look outside of ourselves for everything, exactly that. So I'm very big on mindset development and reprogramming our minds. Our minds are powerful, powerful tools, and they can help us experience more freedom and possibilities. They can support us in experiencing life in a more love-filled and accepting way. Most of us spent a lot of our early years uh, on earth being conditioned um, through our parents, our family, neighborhoods, schools, religion, all the things, right? Many of us get used to looking outside ourselves for guidance and understanding of how the world works and what it means or what it looks like to be a good human or a human for that matter. We tend to take on others' beliefs about who we are and we lose touch of our truth. We lose touch of ourselves and the wisdom and intelligence we came on earth with. For many years, I have believed that everything I need is in me. I realized that because I always had what I needed in every situation, when I thought that the the world was crumbling under me, some way, somehow, the answer showed up. When I thought that I was incapable, some way, somehow, I had the strength to go. I never forget in basic training, we were at Warrior Week, and I, I thought for sure there was no way I was going to make it through the obstacle course. But when I tell you, when that gunshot went off, your girl went off. Okay. She did the things. She showed up. Did I get in trouble once? Yes. But you know what? I finished the obstacle course. I made it through. Right. And I didn't know if I was capable of it, but I was willing to try. And so I say that to say like, you know, I truly believe that we were designed for the purpose in which we have and that what you need is in you. What I need is in me for us to do what we are called to do. And each of us, I believe, have something to offer the collective. I believe that it is in our individual things that allow the bigger picture to happen. So as I went through life and the moments of doubt, I got through them <laughs> a lot of times. I just not only survived, but I thrived, okay? <laughs> It helped me build trust. It helped me believe in something bigger than myself. It helped me to know that there was something more to life. There was something more than what people were saying. There was more to the story than what I was being taught, what I was being fed, what I was being encouraged to do and follow, that there was more. As I got older, I continued on my journey. I started to do inner work, returning home to my truth, getting back in touch with the guidance from within, and allowing that to be my main guidance and tool. And when I started listening more to myself, and when I started trusting and leaning more on my intuition, I realized so much more about this world. I realized how a lot of us operate on autopilot. A lot of us are in survival mode. At least when I say a lot of us, I'm talking about the community in which I was raised in, the atmosphere, the environment, the circumstances. 
Um, a lot of us are in survival mode. A lot of us are on autopilot. And so we don't really have the awareness or even feel like we have the time to stop and pause and realize that, hey, this should actually don't make sense. <laughs> right? Like this, this doesn't add up. And so when I started doing my inner work and when I started paying more attention to the world around me and I slowed down because that's really what it was. I was always on go mode. I was always moving. I was always doing something. There was always a goal to me, a deadline to catch. It was just exhausting. Really, I was fucking exhausted. And so when I finally started slowing down, when I started doing the inner work and I started realizing the stories I've been told, the stories I was telling myself, what I said about myself, what I thought of other people, I really started to realize how alike we all are. Right? Like, I got out of scarcity mode and realized, wait, this space for all of us. We all matter. We all got something to do here. It's abundance here. You doing you, even if your work looks similar to mine, ain't got nothing to do with me. Like, it doesn't take away from what I'm doing because my vision, my perspective, the way I see the world is so different. My upbringing is so different from yours. So my perspective will be so different from yours. And the people that you could resonate and relate to, I probably can't. And vice versa. And so when I started, like, just paying attention to all these things and, like, started to realize like what am I competing against what am I competing for why do I need to be the best why do I need to work 10 times as harder what is any of that like that doesn't even that's not showing that that's not making sense and so I really started to pay more attention and stop leaning outside myself for guidance and for understanding about how the world works. And I started to be an observer of not only other people, but myself. Observer of my thoughts, observer of my behaviors, observer of what habits I had developed over the years. And how those habits were impacting how I saw the world and how I was in relations with life. And so as I'm realizing how similar we are as humans, right, like I start to take my power back, <laughs> like even words like ego, um, insecurity, self-sabotage, sensitive, right? Even those words had negative connotations in the environments I was in, but they were words that really resonated with me and words that would help me to free myself because there were moments when I was insecure and there's nothing wrong with that. It just is. Right. That is information that is data for me to use to come home to myself. That is data for me to use to realize areas in my in, in my inner being that is a little clouded stories that I'm holding on to and that I'm journeying with that aren't mine to hold on to. They are guideposts. And so instead of allowing words to have power and allowing these ideas and concepts to have power over my experience, I started taking my power back from words, from peoples, from narratives. And I started deciding what things meant for me. And I started to recognize that these things that we, we or I, whoever, may have shamed people or guilted people about in the past, they were just part of the human experience. And not just shame other people, but shame myself, guilt myself. 
be unkind to myself, the words I would say to myself, the things I would say to myself, because of what I believed it meant to be a woman, what I meant, what I, what I believed it meant to be a black woman, what I meant, what I believed it meant to be human, what I believe it meant to be strong, what I believe it meant to be respected, what I believe it meant to be a leader. Like there were so many concepts and ideas and visions I had that was never mine, but that were given to me by other people because of their beliefs that likely came from other people. And so when I started to pause and realize that a lot of what I was journeying with, I didn't actually believe. I didn't resonate with. And so what else was I journeying with that wasn't true for me? And that included how I saw people. That included how I saw myself in relation to people. That included how I wanted to be seen by others. There was a time where I started to see myself in everyone. Like I could just, I would see people, I would be around them, and I could just notice how similar we were like things that they did the way they expressed I I knew I had that same energy like though their in their expression looked different we had the very same energy and so the more I noticed this the more I observed this the more I realized how much alike we are as humans and eventually I started to realize you know what what you are capable of I'm also capable of it may be dormant energy but I'm capable of it. And that helped me to be slow to judge, be slow to have an opinion about what other people got going on. And it's still a practice, right? Because I'm, de- I'm, I'm um, deconditioning, right? I'm reprogramming myself too because a lot of these habits were so deeply instilled in me that there are still moments where they come up, where they happen, where I'm like, hey, Let's pro- let's let's work through that. Let's work through that thought. Let's 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 process that. Where did that come from? What what is that grounded in? What is the root of that thought? What is the root of that belief? And so I feel like when I started to realize that in my opinion, I am I can see myself in everyone. I see some version of myself in everyone I meet. And so I really just love that about myself. Like, I love that about my experience because it has humbled me. It has let me know that I'm not above anything, right? And so I don't think I'm better than anyone. I think we're all just lit. I think we're all just amazing. I I think highly of everybody, right? Now, whether or not we choose to embody that energy, that's on us. But I think highly of everybody. And like Sister Carol said, you know, looking at everyone as yourself. Don't look down on people. And I don't think anyone is better than you. They are just as equal as you because we are all souls. I truly believe that. I believe that we are just all on this journey. We all have a different purpose, but it's still the journey. We are born. We have some life in between and then we die and then we go on to whatever else we go on to. But while we're here, none of us is immune from suffering. None of us is immune from hardship. None of us is immune from casualties. None of us is immune from it. Even people with all the money can still experience sadness, unhappiness, depression, right? 
They still experience fear. They still experience death. They are not immune from it. We're all equal. And like the world will convince us, right, with its propaganda and its story and its narrative and its way it's set up that somehow some of us is better than others. Some of us are below others. But like I said earlier, I had to take back my power. I had to stop allowing stories and narratives to to control me. I think a lot of times, especially like when I watch videos as a black woman where people are saying like the N-word, right? Right. And I, I notice it a lot when people are saying it when they want a reaction from a person. And I started paying attention to that. And I'm just like, I can't even take you serious because you you are trying to control me. You are trying by using that word, you are trying to activate the person. You are trying to control them. And so for me, that's a joke. Like, you don't have that kind of power. You know that the word is empty. But you also know that the story and the history behind it has given it power. And it has caused uh, a defensiveness, right? And so when you want people to act up, you use that word to activate them. And so it was stories like that and things like that that made me realize I need to take back my power because if I don't, other people outside of me are going to be able to control me because all they need to do is find my pain point. And once they find my pain point, they can then activate it and get me to act however they deem, you know, whatever my my anger expresses as. No, everybody's equal to me. Like, and I I mean, I'm still working through my racial awakening for sure. So there's still things there that I'm still processing, working through, which I'm enjoying. But I do want to say that it's super important that we recognize and realize, like Sister Carol said, that we are equal. No one is better than you. Don't please, please, please don't allow money and roles and status to convince you that you're somehow less than someone else absolutely not no not true and so like I said I started to see myself in everyone I came across and I felt our similarities and that helped me to observe more and to judge less right then I became comfortable with my own human nature allowing myself to be nervous allowing myself to be scared and not without feeling like I'm less than or like I should be ashamed or like I should feel guilty about it like something somehow wrong with me because I'm having these experiences. That's not the message. That doesn't have to be the message. So now accepting that this is all part of our human experiencing and realizing that no one is immune from anything, right? When shame came, I can sit with it. When fear comes to greet me, I sit with it. I allow the experience to be what it is and I'm sitting with it without judging it as some sort of inconvenience or a message about my worth. No. Every experience for me just guides me back home to self, guides me back home to my truth, helps me remember my soul's essence. So the more I stop focusing on me as a lone wolf, acting as if life was just happening only to me, right? Instead of seeing it as life is happening for me, And realizing that we're all having this human experience and none of us is immune from the possibilities of what it means to be human and what a human can experience. 
I grew in peace with myself. I grew in love with my human experience and in love with all of humanity. We really are more alike than we are different. None of us is immune from having a human experience, immune from things going unexpectedly, immune from question making questionable decisions, immune from the experiences of life, death, and all that happens in between. We are all on the journey. None of us have all the answers. We are doing the best we can, learning and remembering as we go. Not better off, not worse off, just is. And I think what else is like very interesting and I want to like put this out here because it just came to mind is that everything in this life is temporary. A person can have one dollar today and within or one dollar in this moment and within five minutes come into a thousand. Like who knows? The whole point is that we don't know. And just because someone's situation look a certain way in this moment doesn't mean that that's their forever situation. And so when I say not better off or worse off just is, it's just what it is in that moment. But that can change. So I pray that we are kind to ourselves on this journey. I pray that we remember that we are not less than anyone else. That we are enough in this moment. That we have everything we need. That we are equal to every being around us. And when you take that trip inside yourself and stop looking outside of yourself for confirmation and acceptance and guidance on what it means for you to be human. But when you trust that inner guidance, when you trust that knowing that you are enough now and that you are purposeful, that you were intentionally created for a time as now, that you were intentionally created for the message in which you are here to share with the world. You're not less than anyone. None of our messages are less than. Every single role we play matters. Everybody role matters. And so no role is is too small for this the the big picture of it all. Friends, you are the answer you've been waiting for. The answer is you. So I want to read this message again from sister carol before we turn up and turn out um we are trained to look outside ourselves for everything and once we start going inside it's when all the answers come because the inner you is the real you so when you go inside yourself check out inside yourself and deal with inside yourself it's self-love self-respect, self-esteem, a personal relationship with the Almighty, whoever you pray to, whatever denomination, believing in yourself, looking at everyone as yourself. Don't look down on people. They are just as equal. Sorry, don't look down on people. And don't think anyone is better than you. They are just as equal as you are because we are all souls on this journey called life doing what we're supposed to do. B. I said B. <laughs> B, B, B. These are all ways to honor yourself, whether we look at what the humble poet said about creating boundaries or we look at what Aman Simone said about allowing people to create whatever narratives they want to create about you. Because your truth is still your truth. 
And then when we look at what Sister Carol said, where it's like, go within yourself, deal with yourself. These are all ways to honor yourself in each moment. Cultivate skills, principles, and practices so that you can experience more joy and ease in your life. It's not about what you have, what you collect while you're here on earth. They won't change the essence of who you are. You are already called. You are already qualified. You are already blessed. Abundance is already your birthright. You just have to say yes to it. May you enjoy your journey and experience the abundance of life that is available to you. I love you and I am grateful to share this space with you. Before we head on out, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast and hit that like and subscribe button here on YouTube. Also rate the podcast. Let us know your thoughts. Help the people learn about the podcast. Let them know we exist. And again, we cite our inspiration. So head on over to the website at soicameacrossthispost.com and under episodes, you will find the show notes for this episode. And so all the links for the videos that I mentioned will be there as well as all the usernames. So I give thanks to every individual who posted something that we were inspired by this week. All love. And with that, thank you for tuning in and checking out this week's episode of So I Came Across This Post. I appreciate you so much. Remember, there is a new episode for So I Came Across This Post every Sunday. So I'll be here same time, same place next week. And I hope to see you there. And if I don't speak to you before then, may I remind you to keep embracing and living your truth. I love you the most. Oh, wait, wait, wait. And don't forget, at now Charlie on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Let's hang out in the feeds. I love you the most. Peace.